This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Zach, and I play Alaris Dream, a half-high-elf bladesinger wizard, scholar of the Weaver's Guild, and a keeper of reflection. My name is Yessi, and I play Grimton Steadyhand, a fighter, paladin of Bahamut, special legionnaire of the Pandominion, and revolutionary in the Red Capes. My name is Steven, and I play Urshan Bethethnosh, a red dragonborn cleric of the Twilight Domain, representative of the EWU, and a part of the Lace Battalion. My name is Sarah, and I play Agnar Elfbreaker, an orc barbarian and the first daughter of the late Jarl, Skold of Indelfilk, killed by the warlord Gleb Headtaker. And this is Advantage. Advantage. Last time in episode 3.6, Agnar snuck into the longhouse to visit with her four-year-old baby sister, Fang, to try to pick up more information to use on the party's future assassination attempt on Jarl Irontusk. The party also selected the augmentations they want for the rebuild of Agnar's longship, now called the Huntress, and decided on a ram and magically ever-full sails. Now, they're using that vessel to intercept a target laden with coal. And that's where we'll pick up. The Huntress in all its black and red glory crashes through the waves with its ever full sails headed toward the east. You are hunting for what? A boat. A boat called? The Anthem. That's a good boat name. Do you think there's more boats? Do you think we might have rammed into the wrong boat at some point in the past? What? Or is there just like one boat? You know, like, like there's probably other boats around. Yeah, but we're looking for the one that has a bunch of coal in it. That we can definitely see from the outside. I see Zach's question. You can see it. It wouldn't be effective for them to only store it underneath. Well, not effective, but like cost effective. I guess. I don't know. That shit's piled up. You speculate (laughs) on board. (laughs) Looking, scanning the horizontal fog for any sort of ship. I feel like this ship's going to be pretty easy to sink then if it's got so much coal on it. That's true. a lot of coal. I mean, it's literally full of rocks. Yeah, but you can ship really heavy things because of how boats work. Agnar, do you know a lot about how boats work? (laughs) It's called buoyancy. You're on board Agnar's boat. Yeah. To be fair. It's true. Agnar wouldn't. So we're all here over here being smug assholes, and Agnar is just like. Yeah, so look how (laughs) our boat is like sitting on top of the water basically because it's not that heavy. This boat will be sitting more in the water because it will be heavy, but it's still going to float because it's buoyant. Agnar has like a little like whiteboard behind her and it's like, <laughs> like pointing point. and we're all like I sitting on the deck you, looking like, at it. Differential equation. Yeah, I understand. I'm just saying that if we poke a hole in it, it's going to sink like a rock. Correct. 
So you're on the water. You're looking for the anthem. Well, the last time I was out on the water, which was a while ago because I haven't been out in months, but we went on a mad fishing trip. We were really just going for fun. We were just going to get what we could get in our nets. Just It was just an excuse to get on the water. But instead, we got caught up with this mega huge shark thing. Um, I'm not even sure if it was a shark. A megalodon, yes. Maybe. Uh, it was so big that it like got caught up in the net and then started swimming and like literally pulled the boat. So we did have to let it go. I feel like we were going to cow size, but there is something in the water that's really big and very cool, and I would like to catch it. <laughs> oh, we should get the harpoon guns next time. All right, Ahab. Yeah, you want to go big game fishing? <laughs> so Urshan turns to Grimton and Alaris and asks informally, how did you guys end up here? Like, how did you really get here in this situation? Alaris, you want to start? <laughs> Uh, well, how far back do we need to go? Maybe the flying boat part? The flying... Oh, well, that's a fun story. We, we can start with the flying skiff. Sure, that's a fun story. So, we were in a magical forest for gnomes called Haven, but it's spelled weird. And while we were there, we went to a rave bar. Urshan cuts in and says, I feel like you're making this up. There's no way that this is, this is true so far. Next time you're in Haven, go to the Boots and Taps. The gnomes had a ritual they needed to perform where they needed to take a honeycomb to an altar, but they couldn't take the honeycomb to the altar because there were a bunch of kobolds outside doing shenanigans. So we offered to help take out the kobolds so they could go and run their honeycomb to the altar. And some fighting ensued. We were fighting the kobolds. They were taking the honeycomb. And before we know it, a young red dragon shows up and we have to fight the dragon also but luckily one of our friends has a magical bear that we let fly up to the dragon and fight magic bear versus dragon which helped a lot with taking out the dragon and once we killed the dragon we cut off the wings and sent them to our other friend who attached them to the skiff to make it fly. Urshan turns to Grimton and, and asks did he just make all that up? No, that that was all true. Um, I was there. And you guys weren't on some sort of... Mostly useless, that fight, because the dragon was flying, but I was there. Do we have any of those sticks that they use? Oh. Or rods or whatever. Do we have any of those with us? Yeah. You mean, you mean in the coffins? Yeah. The axiom nails, yeah. I thought we took some, but I don't remember for sure. I have one with me. If it's ever useful, I guess we can use it. You bring, you want to pull it out? Sure. So this, at that village, they use these nails to like make people go crazy. Well, they, they, they don't, they don't use them. They like lock them in a coffin and hit them with a nail. No, Elaris, they don't use them to make them go crazy. People were going crazy and they use these to try to stop that, but sometimes it would kill them. Right. Yeah, Urshan just is like rubbing his... What is going on in the Pandominion? Well, this was not in the Pandominion. This is in the Watch Post. Oh. Wait! So Urshan is now fully confused. What? We were, we were on our way to Delft. Yeah, in her dirt. Because? 
because... Warforged. Yeah. Okay, okay. Short answer. So how did you get from there to here? Uh, skiff. Flying skiff, apparently. Slash pirate ship. Mostly pirate ship. We were tasked with stopping the Warforged from getting to Colgafir. Uh, Part of that was traveling to Delve Deep, then to uh, Maldo Keep. But uh, before we could stop the production at Maldo Keep, we learned that the Warforged had made their way back up, or already made their way up, and were marching towards Colgafir. So then we flew up to the northern border and teamed up with some pirates and a couple dragons, stopped the Warforged. The flying skiff went back with our two other traveling partners. They didn't want to uh, travel with us any longer. Their their part was done, as they saw it. And that's how we ended up here. And in short. <laughs> but there were a couple other cool stories, you know, like Yeah. We went we went up to the Astral Sea one time and there was like Part where we were in the Underdark. That was before the dragon. <laughs> Jeez. But you've traveled all the way from Sadal. I'm sure you've had your share of, of adventure. Urshan signs. I mean, I've had my... There are sails on the horizon. What? Sails! <laughs> Sail. So Urshan, like, starts to go into... You know, not one of his specific stories, but to kind of like talk about, like, yeah, I have traveled from a little bit. But before um, he can really get into it, he notices a sail and just points very aggressively, like, look there. Uh, give me perception rolls, all. Nine. Five. Seventeen. Perception. How about a 19? Urshan, you see a boat in the distance. It sits high in the water and has three sails. With the spyglass, you cannot quite make out the name. I hand it the, the spyglass over to, to Agnar um, and sign. I don't know if that's our ship or not. What do you see? It's sitting pretty high in the water. So probably not our ship? Maybe not? Does it do any harm to get closer to sea? I don't think so. Agnar? Because we're just another boat, Uh, right? It wouldn't hurt to get too much closer, but I'd rather maintain distance since we are are an unknown. I'd like to stay unknown. You go to the tiller and uh, you pull the lines and you get that ship pointed the way that you want it to go. Um, And as you get closer, you see that this boat has a name. It's called the Frey. Run away! Good name. That's a band. And by running away, you should figure out how to save a life. (laughs) How to save a life. So it's the Frey. Oh my god. It is not the one that you're looking for. Let's turn around and keep going. Give him a nice little wave. No. You don't want a howdy neighbor? We know where this <laughs> boat is coming from, right? Like, from where it's coming from? From where it is coming? What? Uh, <laughs> you said the same words like four times, and I'm not sure I understood any of them. What? We, we know which- Was that a question or a statement? I think, oh wait, I think I knew, I think yes, he was saying, we know where this is coming from because we can see like the direction that it is coming from. And he means like the location 
the place that it left. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I followed I, that nonsense. I was asking about the anthem. We know where it's coming from. Yeah, so we should Correct. keep going to where we think their path will be. Right. Okay, cool, 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 cool. The ship is coming from a place called Fragment. Is that on the advantagednd.com slash maps? Slash world? Slash world. That's what I said. Is the anthem a ship that makes this voyage often? I, who's to say? I don't think it's relevant. I don't think that you would know that answer. Sure. I was just wondering, like, as if, for example, like, if this ship has been to Indelfilk several times, Agnar might know it and recognize it. Oh, no, Agnar does not recognize the ship. Is there a possibility that I would? If you go to advantagednd.com slash world and look at the, the cusp map, Fragment is on the island directly between Zadal and Kolgafir. Uh, on the northwestern part of the darkest deep. So, like, would I know anything about the Anthem? Like, would I have seen this ship before? I probably wouldn't have noticed. I would have had no reason to notice or care yeah, probably. the coming and going of a single boat. Fair. But now I'm very invested on what the hell Fragment is. You do know stuff about Fragment. You know that it is a thieves' haven. Question. Because I, Urshan, will sometimes, like, engage with technically illegal but ultimately beneficial, like, good things is is that a place i've gone as like like lace battalion business you might know it as a place where you could acquire like i'm not unfamiliar with it even if if you have been there and you can choose to have been there i want you to tell me a story about what has happened there i'm gonna go with that i haven't been there but that i know i have you know had plenty of friends and acquaintances in the underworld i guess uh or underground rather um that that have uh and most of them try to avoid it um because like it's a it's a hive of scum and villainy but it's the it's the place to go if you want to if you need to get something literally anything if you want to get a thing yeah you can get it in fragment let's say that you know the fixer that's there Okay. Or you know of them, even if you haven't, like, you haven't met them personally or dealt with them personally, but you know the name Snap Avery. Snap Avery. Gotcha. And you continue your search, and there's more time. For I'm going to just tuck that away. So, you, you're about to say something. I've done my fair share of traveling, um, mostly within Zadal, but there's been other places. I officially work for uh, the EWU, which is the Erotic Workers Union, as a, a kind of representative. Um, what's the? Not a lobbyist, it, like a, a as as for like advocacy and and uh, toward you know policies that ensure safe sex work um and so that line of business has had me travel around a little bit and i'm not technically here on that business um but my goals are somewhat in line with that if my methods are maybe not quite as uh, above table 
But I can honestly say that I've not had any experiences where I fought and killed a dragon or gone into the Underdark or, you know, the heavens. Uh, none of that. And I'm kind of amazed at this. How long have you guys been journeying? Uh, like four months? Yeah, a couple months. You've done all of that in a few months? Well, it all started when the Watch Forest burned down. So Only East of Talos. It was kind of a whirlwind after that. People got displaced, a lot of shit happens. Would news of the burn have gotten all the way to Mians at all? Nah, probably not. Didn't even realize that there was a cataclysmic event over there. Well, well I, I exaggerate for effect. Not the whole watched forest. Isatalos burned down. I mean, that's still a big deal. Yeah, someone, you know, pissed off Everflame and then... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Above table. Uh, Grimton is a, a paladin, right? Of uh, Bahamut, right? Is there anything about Grimton that gives that away, I guess, that, like, I could look and tell? No, I don't think anything's ever been, like, um, established as far as, like, worn an insignia or anything like that. Um, I'll go ahead and say that at some point, it's a very rough but um, careful etching on the the gauntlets. You can tell it's a, a symbol of Bahamut. Like, this has obviously been done by Grimton himself while he's been traveling. Sure. But mm-hmm. Joe, what I, what, smith, what I... So. Right. Would I notice this or do I need to roll a check for it? Uh, you can definitely notice it. So I, I point at the, the etching on Grimton, or and I sign, is that what I think it is? Uh, Grimton, yeah, taps on his right gauntlet with his left hand. I, um, for the justice for Bahamut. I'm gonna go ahead and decide that, uh, on my, like, shoulder blade, I have a stylized sigil that's like fairly similar to that and I I like kind of pull down my uh, clothing a little bit so I can show it to to Grimton and then I sign how uh, how long have you been serving Bahamut how did you how did you uh, get into that I found that specific calling rather late in my life we've been traveling for four months so about Three and a half. Uh, Urshan then says, I've been at it, I guess, for a little while. I'm not sure I'm I'm your your usual person when it comes to thinking about justice or, or Bahamut and his intentions, but of the Pantheon, his ideas or his essence is something I can I find myself more able to get behind than many of the others. What was the name for the those envoys of Bahamut that we traveled with? I mean the one like the ship? No, like the dragon. The the actual name of the dragon? No, well, I guess just like what they were called cuz they weren't like envoys. They had like a name. Exarchs? Exarchs. Okay, cool. I'll just say Exarch, if it comes up. Or, I don't know, I felt like, was Urshan done with his thought, or? 
Yeah, for now. Okay. He's kind of he's kind of like musing on just uh you know Bahamut or Bahamut rather and uh that aspect of, of his life. Um for for him, you know, some of that's uh, tied to his like history and race you know as a dragonborn there's obviously some tension there between Tiamat and Bahamut we as Alaris mentioned uh, made it to the astral sea uh, we met a couple of gods and an exarch of Bahamut uh, joined us briefly as one of our little quests uh, I wish I would have gotten the chance to meet the the Platinum Dragon himself, but uh, it was not meant to be at the time. Maybe eventually. There's always next time. There's always <laughs> next time. Next time. It's not like we can't go back, you know? Urshan is not just taking any outlandish thing that you guys say fully in stride. Like, this is just... It is what it is. Y'all are either full of it or you're not, and he doesn't know, and so he's just he's just gonna go with it. I saw the two of you handle yourselves in that scuffle we had a couple days ago. Agnar, I understand she's she's grown up a warrior, but you you were handling yourself pretty well too. So you've you've picked up some stuff, whether it be through your travel or through your work? A little of both and a lot of neither. The life of a sex worker is not an easy one or a safe one. And that is true for those who would advocate on their behalf. I, I often find myself in situations where a healthy degree of violence is my only option. Uh, it's definitely not the first thing I like to go with, but Let's just say I'm never going to find myself in a situation where I can't defend myself again. That's fair. Agnar. He, like, taps his arm. How'd you lose it? I was born without it. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Well, dang. Yeah. (laughs) I get that question a lot. I wear the bandage so that you ask that question and then I can make you feel weird about it. Fair enough. I lost the leg thanks to a thief. A thief stole your leg? (laughs) Goddamn leg thieves out there! What is it coming to? Man can't even just have a leg anymore. Now now there's always got to be somebody trying to get it. No, uh came in trying to steal from my shop and stabbed me in the back of the leg before I could turn around. Uh, pursued after him, but that ended up doing more harm than good. I ended up having to get it amputated. Sales. Uh, there's another boat. This one. Uh, give me perception checks again. I got a one. Solid, solid, Alaris. Alaris is holding the the spyglass fully backwards. It's just like looking into the wrong <laughs> hole. Very much farther away. It's so which small. Is, what's what's very funny about Alaris holding that is that Alaris has a magical spyglass. My mm-hmm. uh, uh, roll can take you to other realms, but cannot be used correctly. My roll is a sixteen. I got fifteen. Got an eleven. Uh, Urshan and. Agnar, uh, this boat has two masts 
and sits low in the water. And with a spyglass, it doesn't look like they have any uh, sort of mounted crossbow or ballista. It's definitely a traitor of some sort. Does it look, uh, how's the buoyancy? As buoyant as any other boat, but it is sitting low in the water, which is a good sign. Are we gonna ram it? I mean... Maybe we should identify it first? Let's get a little bit closer and see if we're gonna ram it, but I do have a feeling we're going to ram it. Here, someone else wanna look at the, through this spyglass, see if they can see anything? I appear through the spyglass with a 16. There's a wad of blue starry handkerchief inside the spyglass. <laughs> oh, that was... <laughs> I, like, look up and I'm, everything is dark and blue, and then I, like... What? And then I pull out the... Oh, it's that spyglass? Never mind. Here, I need that back. <laughs> oh, and the Arshan confusedly trades it back. Sorry, that's part of the portal to the Astral Sea. But, like, Urshan stops, like, halfway to raising the spyglass and then just looks back over at them, be like, these assholes, and then just scans it. As you get closer, it is, in fact, the Anthem. The Anthem is a Collier Lorcha-style brig with visually flat sides and a wide bow point. Its two masts are rigged with junk sails with long bamboo battens that run latitudinally, run latitudinally up the sailcloth. Uh, as I said, it sits low in the water, heavy laden with cargo. Give me a history check now that you can definitely see it. Ooh. Is this a history check about stonework? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> there are rocks. Cold as rocks. No, I don't think that counts. Uh, two. <laughs> uh, fourteen. Fifteen. Seventeen. Uh, everybody but Grimton, the scene makes sense. It's a Zedalian ship. They don't appear to be escorted or armed. Uh, and why would they be if the raider that would normally prey on them are currently busy fighting in the Great Scuffle? And it's the usual enemy's Kooning who's the one that bought this coal. There's no reason to arm themselves. Made me suspicious. Are you charting a course to Ram? Captain Agnar? Yeah, I don't think we need to not ram. Good way to put that. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we do? The anthem is very quickly striking their colors, the, the Zedalian flag, uh, Merchant's Ensign, and uh, is going to pull hard away from the current tack that you're taking to do its best to avoid the ram. Without altering your own tiller, Agnar, at this heading you could easily hit them or easily not, depending on what you want to do. But they have struck their colors. Oh, if they're already surrendering, should we still ram them? As long as the coal doesn't make it to Endel fight, we've achieved what we want it to. Oh. Make them dump it. That's a great idea. Wouldn't we have to board to do that? Don't have to. I mean, we're just gonna yell at them? They already gave up. Does anyone have like a voice amplifier? I have thaumaturgy. That's such a fun spell. Yeah, tell them to dump the coal. Or we'll ram them. 
The Huntress is currently uh, behind and in pursuit of the Anthem. Not quite at the same tack, could still at any moment choose to not quite pit maneuver, but take a, a low angle for a ram into the side of their hull. Is there any chance we can take the coal for ourselves? What would we do with the coal? Yeah, what are we gonna do with a bunch of coal? Whenever we take over, then we'll have the Where coal would we to put the coal? Weapons. That's what I'm asking. Is there anywhere we could potentially put the coal? Like, is there like an island that's like a little bit away? Kirina. Kirina is the answer you're looking for. Kirina, the cow island, the place where the pirate, where the, the Arzire dropped you off. That's the, the place where the, that's a perfect place. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, why don't we just like pirate them, you know, like take the coal for ourselves. And stash it on Kirina. That's a pretty good idea. As opposed to dumping it into the darkest deep to never be seen again. The Anthem is continuing their hard turn to starboard and is dowsing their sails to slow their boat and make their turn sharper and potentially come to a stop, but they haven't gotten there for yet. So I imagine Grimton's like at the front, maybe even like hanging on to the bow, I guess. Thoma thirging my voice to go, hey, we just want the coal. We don't want to hurt you. The sails are all the way up. There's no more fabric on the wind. So let's slow ourselves down as well so we don't run into them while Grimton is trying to negotiate. We can run into them later if need be. The way I see it, here's how this can go. You give us as much coal as we can handle on our ship, dump the rest, go back to Fragment or wherever it is you came from. Or. 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 Second choice is the one where you don't live. You're sinking to the bottom of the darkest deep. The captain stands on uh, the aftercastle, waves a white flag. He is a blue dragonborn. Hmm. Cool. So, Agnar, you position your longship. The crew of the Anthem helps pull in the lines to help guide your ship up alongside theirs. Who's the captain of your vessel? It's me. You need to dump the coal. Can we negotiate? Fine. Will you join me in the quarters? Yes, but I need to bring along my, the brains of the operation. All right, bring bring along your mate and I'll bring mine. Alaris, you're the ideas guy. I knew it, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, all right, let's do it. Captain Yingxi sets you down at a table, four of you, uh, at his captain's desk. His, his mate is some bespectacled, copper-skinned human. So look. What are your terms? The coal can't make it to Colgafir. Yes, it can. No, it can't. It has to. It cannot. It has to. Why does it have to? Why does it have to? Because I have family that lives in Black Sands who will be killed by Snap if they find out that it wasn't delivered. Who is Snap? Snap Avery. He's a fixer and, and fragment. Why... I don't know how or where he got the coal, but I know that it's been paid for and and my crew and I do not get paid until it has been delivered. 
How much are you getting paid? My wage, which is worth it. Believe me, I'm good at my job and we're good at our jobs. I, I didn't say you weren't. I was just curious. What if we could pay you that wage and ensure your safety? How are you going to ensure my safety? And the safety, not just my safety, I can be fine with... That of your family as well, yeah. Who are back in Zadal. In Zadal. Black Sands, it's a city in Zadal uh, on the eastern coast. Well, here's the way I see it. Either you give us the coal, dump the rest, and sail back, or we sink the ship right now. You know, it's. I'm sorry for your situation, but we've got our own situation that we've got to take care of, and it is what it is. You're the ones that decided to sail out to sea with no weapons or defenses. Damn, Alaris is just like cold. Are we not the good guys? That's what I reminded. Of. No, like this is this is definitely in our we the baddies moment. What would it take for you to not deliver it? I need a way to get a signature that confirms the delivery of the coal. Hmm. That's it? It's paid for. It's fine. I just need to be able to show a receipt to snap to confirm that I did my job, that my crew did their job. Oh, well, I mean, you could have just started with that. We can forge a signature. That's no big deal. Yeah, this guy's all magic and shit. Uh, give me insight rolls, Alaris and Sarah. <laughs> and, 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 Agnar. and Agnar. Jesus. Spirits, Christ. <laughs> uh, 16. 19. You know that Akra, your your smith friend who's expecting this coal back in Indelfilk, she's also gonna need to find a way to deny the coal's delivery. That she signed it. She would be the only one with the signature power. Like, this, this is something that she will need to present to the financiers of uh, Gleb Headtaker's operation. Not, not if she never gets it. There's going to be a disconnect and someone's going to be in trouble because if the people in Fragment realize that the stuff didn't get there because the people who were supposed to get it are like, hey, where's my shit? Like, somebody's head's going to roll. I mean, do they know it's going to Okra? I know where I'm headed, yes. I know the people to whom the stockpile will be will go. Who's it going to? A smith in Indofilk named Okra. And that's the only person who can sign for it? Yes, presumably she has a warehouse lined up for us to stockpile it while she uh, uses it. Urshan has some thoughts. Urshan's not here. Yes, I guess Urshan doesn't have thoughts. Steven has thoughts. Mm-hmm. What do you think they're hiring over down there? Urshan gives a shrug. How's there? What is the way that everyone becomes happy in this situation? Because I don't feel like there's a solution where everyone is happy. Look, let's forge the signature. Let's disappear this coal as best we can. And then... We'll help Okra figure it out when we get home. All right. That amenable to you, Captain? Ying Shi looks down and uh, shakes his head. No. 
on the side of the Huntress, Urshan and Grimton look up at the sailors aboard the Anthem and assess them. Give me perception checks, both. <laughs> 19. It's crit fail. He saw a bird. It's okay, I can perceive enough for both of us. You know, Urshan, from your, your time as, well, just, just a people person and a, a counselor, people in a tough spot will fight. Even vastly unprepared, they will fight when they need to when forced to do so. Urshan, you're, you're looking at these people and you can see that even though they didn't have the escort ship and they didn't have the mounted crossbow, that these people were not unarmed. I'm definitely looking at them and thinking, this is about to be a fight, isn't it? They, at this point, don't seem concerned. They've got numbers on you, maybe 20 or so to your two. Mm-hmm. That's cute. <laughs> and then you hear something from inside the cabin and all eyes turn. Hey friends, it's Joe. I've got an update on our streaming trials. Uh, Steven has been working as our video producer and has us set up on twitch.tv slash advantage DND. Uh, and twice now, we've live streamed some of our gameplay. The cast and I are taking a short break from recording the main story while I edit what we already have, but we're still committed to meeting every first, third, and fifth Monday night in the US. Um, in September, I led two sessions of a great TTRPG called Pirate Borg, which is this uh, grimdark, swashbuckling adventure. Our next sessions will be in October, and so Steven is going to set up um, some horror games for us to play on stream on October 2nd, and then we're going to do some ghost stories uh, on the 16th. Then, Yessie is going to run a Disadvantage episode with our highest tier patrons on the 30th. In addition to that tier, go visit patreon.com slash advantage DND to see all the rewards for the other tiers. You know, there's a lot there, and it's a continued commitment to keep that as fresh as we possibly can as thank yous for the continued financial support that y'all offer to keep us running. Get all the details and notifications for launches of uh, streams and whatnot by staying in contact with us on the Darkmore Podcast Network Discord channel. There are links down in the doobly-doo. Um, there you'll also find other member shows channels like uh, this one. I think the core of Dungeons & Dragons is puzzle and encounter design. I'll draw from favorite movies, video games, books, anything to create a one-of-a-kind play experience. When you start with a solid framework, all you need is to grab your best friends and hilarity ensues naturally. I'm Sully, Dungeon Master and host of the podcast How Friends Roll, a 5th edition actual play podcast of micro-campaigns featuring a rotating cast of characters. Come join our table. How Friends Roll is available wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, let's get back to the show. Thank you. Alaris, from your perspective... At the shake of the head of Captain Ying Shi, the blue dragonborn captain of the Anthem, 
you can tell there's going to be a fight. I assume we're sitting on two sides of the table. Correct. How big is the room? Not particularly large, like maybe 10 feet across, 15 feet wide. I am going to cast the spell Wall of Force, which creates an invisible wall of force that springs into existence. Uh, I can make it into any form I want, basically. Cut the room in half, cut off the door, and basically cut him into a corner of the room on the other side of this wall. We don't want to fight. We just want the coal. Um, the wall, uh, nothing can physically pass through the wall and it is immune to all damage. Ying Shi. Look, if I don't put up a fight, then this whole ship and its crew are going to be killed by Snap Avery. It's our job to fight. It's the only thing that'll keep us out of the retribution. What if we just rough you up a bit? Then you're still gonna sink the ship. This is the only thing that will work. If you say so. Look, you just stay there for now and we'll talk it out. We'll go get our other crewmates and we'll talk it out. Give me a persuasion roll, Alaris. Uh, that is a nat 20 plus ah. Persuasive as hell. I have nothing to bargain with. He stands, but doesn't fight. Why don't you guys go back and murder what's-his-name? With what? Uh, the things you were gonna try and fight us with? He kind of sounds like a bully. <laughs> it's literally his job. <laughs> Professional bully. <laughs> I don't know, as much as I love intimidation, eh. The rest of the crew turns around and sees only Alaris and Agnar exit from the aftercastle. The captain's safe. And there's murmuring amongst the crew and... Nothing to worry about. Hands at the hilts of Marlin spikes and belay pins. You can go check on him for yourself if you want. Urshan signs what's going on in there. They're being um, threatened by... What's his name? Uh, the fixer. Urshan like, kind of tilts his head snap and does it not as like the usl sign for snap but literally like doing it as a snap yeah yeah that guy yeah 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 something snap he's a fixer he's got all their families held hostage i don't think they're literally held hostage i just think if they don't succeed he knows where they're at and has explicitly stated that he will kill them so that's the predicament urshan signs I don't know Snap personally, but word around the underground is that he's not somebody to mess with. Anything that we do to him could disrupt a ecosystem, essentially. So do you think that it Snap is so much of a person that we don't want to deal with that we should just let bygones be bygones? If we let the coal make it back to Endelfike, will be used to arm Iron Tusk's men, which is going to lead to more loss. Is it going for, is it going to Iron Tusk's men or is it going to Head Taker's men? What's the difference? I think, I think that's a big difference because how is it getting to Head Taker? Head Taker already put in the order, yeah? Yeah, but he's not like there. It's gonna have to get from A to B somehow. 
they're all, at the end of the day, head takers forces, but, like, it is a less direct problem to us if it is head takers weapons that are being made and not iron tusks weapons that are being made. If we deal with iron tusk and then interrupt the uh, shipment of already made weapons rather than coal on its way to uh, head taker, wouldn't that have the same effect? I mean, that would have the same effect, but it would be more directly anti uh, head taker, which would potentially bring his attention on us quicker than we would like. Can we just commandeer this ship and go park it somewhere? What do we do with the crew? They can decide if they're with us or against us. I don't really want to kill them. Nor do I. And if they're so worried about the uh, snap person, we can't just send them back. Well, they'll be dead anyway. Why don't we just have them sail the ship somewhere and park it? And actually, I think we should just convince them to go kill Snap and go back home and kill him. And that would solve everyone's problem. But I don't know that's going to happen. I don't know. That's easier said than done. He's, he sounds like he sucks. does, but he's integrated himself into a lot of the goings-on of Fragment. Sounds like he needs to die. It's not just one man you're going to end up dealing with, I think. Right. I don't particularly want to kill any of these people. They're with us or they're not? This is fascinating to listen to. You want to live or you don't? The thing is, where we are right now, we either need to deal with this crew or let them be on their way and deal with whatever happens later. What happens if Gleb Headtaker has more weapons? Like, he's stronger against the Pandominion forces? He's harder to beat. He's harder to kill. Which is Agnar's ultimate goal, I guess. But I mean, our small goal and our more immediate goal is getting your, you know, your Jarl ship, the Jarldom back in Indofolk, right? For the ultimate goal of sabotaging and hopefully killing my half-brother. How ruthless are we going to be? Medium ruthless. Is Gleb Headtaker medium ruthless? Is Iron Tusk medium ruthless, Agnar? No, they're not. They're fully ruthless, which is why this whole circular silliness ain't working for me. These sailors, either they'll take this boat somewhere and moor it and not take it back, or, I, I mean, they don't want to face this snap guy, and they also can't deliver the thing, and they don't want to forge signature, so they can go moor the boat somewhere else, or we can sink it. My, uh, my invisible wall is probably going to wear off here before too long, so, Ragnar, you, whatever you do, I'll follow, and we'll figure it out. Let's go back and talk to the captain. There are more sailors in the cabin with the captain, um, all with weapons easily seen and drawn, but not brandished. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Ying Shi says, what is our fate? You can accept the forgery. Uh, you can sail the ship to a nearby island and moor it so that it doesn't make it to Endelfelt. Uh, or 
we'll sink you. I'm going to take three off the table. I need to cancel with my own crew at this point. Will you do me the favor of releasing me from the wall? Sure. Thanks, Alaris. Being she, also nuts. Going to have some sailors escort you back to the Huntress. The council aboard the Anthem is going to have their time together. I don't want to do any of this anymore. Because uh, <laughs> there are going to be negative consequences that I do not like at all whatsoever. Uh, and I definitely do not want to be directly responsible for murder. I'm not trying to kill these people. Once I realized like exactly what we were doing here, I was like, oh shit. I don't want to I don't want to be this. First time killing for the greater good. <laughs> it's not just it's not just like Steven. I don't like being a meanie pants to to people in games. Um, but I don't feel like it aligns with Urshan's goals or belief system at all. Yeah, I don't want to kill them either. I mean, we can always just not. Like, what what was our goal in coming out of here? I mean, we're just trying to disrupt. Sink the ship. Well, sink the ship, but sink the ship as a means to prevent the coal from getting there and stop, you know, uh, disrupt weapons being made for head taker. Right. But I feel like we could potentially achieve the same goal without having to hurt these people. Yeah. So, all right. So backtrack. Just a second. Our goal the whole time was to sink the ship. We get to the ship and we get cold feet. Uh Uh-huh. We all agreed that the goal was to sink the ship. Yeah, but then we got out here and thought about it. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm saying, like, we were all all planning on killing all these people the whole time. Yeah, I guess the issue was that we realized that they weren't just a bunch of... um, It wasn't just cargo. Head takers, dudes. Yeah, these are just, like, homies doing jobs, not bad people. We should get them to go fight their boss. How long do you have? Not enough time to get them to go fight their boss. Unless we want to come up with a different plan besides killing the dude at the hunt. You know, there's there's honorable ways to kill somebody. You don't have to fight them in open combat or whatever on the planes. We can fucking kill them in the sleep. If, will I lose you all if we sink this ship? Because I need allies. Lose us if you sink the ship? Yeah. Alaris, what did we like, do directly before we landed on Endelfike? <laughs> sunk, uh, sunk at least one ship. <laughs> I don't think I can be a part of this this way. I'm I'm for for taking down Headtaker. I'm for disrupting his ability to wage war, but I I, don't, I can't do it like this. Urshan, what would you would you want to just let them go about their day? The only two reasonable options I see is let them go and deal with the coal later, or option two would be the take it and get them to sign for it um, and then have to deal with the consequence of endangering our friend. Both of those are feel better than killing these people or or setting them up to be killed. Personally, I'm leaning towards cut our losses, let it go, and find another way to disrupt Glebhead Taker. That's a that's a, a man whose life I wouldn't mind ending. The council comes out and shouts that they are ready to discuss terms. 
All right. Back we go. All four of us this time. Yeah. Yeah. What did you decide? We will take our ship and offload the cargo at its final destination. Which is? Endofike. We will collect our signature. Then, since it appears as though you have no intention of selling this or trading it for your own gain, you just want it destroyed, then we will help you burn it down. I can live with that. Yeah, okay. Urshan nods enthusiastically. This show would not be possible without the generous financial backing of our Patreon supporters. Today's episode was brought to you by Adam Guta, Brian, Chris Kimball, Dan Bauer, Daniel Tan, Lena Nabusi, Lucia, Mark Williams, Michael Callahan, Ryan, Thor, and Yona. Thank you, each and every one of you. We would not be able to share this story with the world without your help. Music in this show is written and performed by our friends, Blake Bost and Orman Audio. Our logo and extensive maps on the website are done by Daniel Grayling. Emmeline Kelly drew our character art, and our website was built by Labor of Love Graphics. Our role-playing system is 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, published by Wizards of the Coast, who we hope will keep the focus of the game on community over profit. A Lara Scale Dream was played by Zach Weaver. Yessi Lemus played Grimton Steadyhand. Agnar Elfbreaker was played by Sarah Zimmerman. Stephen Civils played Urshan Bethesnosh. And I am the Dungeon Master, Joe Love. Thank you, friends. Boom! Started! Oh, shit. Okay, I'll start mine then, too. Catch up, Joe. Jeez. Yeah, what am I waiting on? I was going to say where we would uh, hop in at, but uh, well, I guess we'll get that on recording. One, two, three, clap. All right, where we're actually going to pick this up is uh, on the water with the ship named and the name crashing through the waves. So have that name picked up. Oh, crap. That's what we were doing before. What did everyone say when I was petting the cat and freaking out because I could hear my own voice. I, I submitted the Huntress as uh, a name. The Huntress is pretty good. But... I don't know. Oh, okay. There was the, definitely the some, linger, like... some hanging, like... Yeah. I really like the Huntress. I think that's a that's a good thing. It's It's... I feel like it is largely up to Agnar to decide. I think the reason I don't love it is because it's not its old name. But let's... Uh, like, well, hi- hypothetically, every time we give this thing a new paint job, we can just give it a new name, right? We can give it a new name. Yeah, or get put it back to what it once was. Yeah, let's go with the Huntress. Once you have your bounty cleared, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yep. Or the Panther. Cause it's all it's all black. 
It'd be amusing though because we definitely like gave it a wolf figurehead. So calling it the Panther, I actually now I'm, I'm more sold on it the more I think about it. That just sounds <laughs> like my flavor of dumb. Now we're gonna call it the, the Huntress because we're taking it a little more seriously. Should Advantage come out with a firm stance against the Iraq War? No. <laughs> what, what I like should advantage it. come out with any stance on the Iraq war or just not one that is firmly against <laughs> see here's the, the, the funny thing if you've if, dear listener if you've made it this far and you are uncertain of like our overall opinion <laughs> thinks about the Iraq war I'm gonna need you to go back to arc one and start over cause you weren't listening <laughs> okay I wasn't listening either hey Sarah how do you think the cast of Advantage feels about the Iraq war uh they didn't directly say anything about it so they must love it about 80% of them I could probably agree with but that yesy guy <laughs> yes, he refused to make a hard stance against the Iraq war. A war that is already over. Yeah, like, it's funny, too, because this is the, like, easiest lowball question. Yeah. Because, because you don't even have to claim a particular political party to have to now be against the Iraq war. Because I feel like plenty of, of, like, Republicans would probably be like, yeah, the Iraq war was a bad idea. You know, like... It's the easiest target. <laughs> I swear to God, if we pick up uh, like a, an NPC, the the beginning of Moby Dick. Ishmael. Call me Ishmael. Ishmael. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna pick up an Ishmael, and we know how that arc is gonna go. I'd rather have Queequeg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Queequeg is the saint of Herman Melville's hit book, Moby Dick. How do you guys know what on earth happens in Moby Dick? Because I read it. Because I read the first hundred pages. Yeah, because I've skimmed it. I read it a long time ago. The whole thing? You should have named the Huntress the Pequod. Nah. Yeah, back when I used to read, like... Man, I do I have to finish this. it just because I started it ten years ago. We deal, like, we do something with this coal now, and there's going to be consequences later. Or we don't do anything with the coal, let everything go as it's supposed to go. And that is what it is, you know? Like, there's going, there's always consequences for actions, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're already out here. We're doing something about this coal. Yeah. But yeah. We gotta find out who we want to screw over. What it comes down to. If we're going to do something about this call. Unfortunately, the two Bahamut-aligned people to help make that decision are not in the room. The cleanest way to get rid of it... Is to sink the damn ship. Is to sink the ship or steal as much coal as we can and then sink the ship. The problem with that is that then we feel bad because of the people beckons it all that are, you know, going to have to suffer the consequences of that. Not to mention the lives of the sailors. Yeah, you just Not killed to mention people, the lives yeah. of the sailors that we kill, yes. Which is, you know, if we're... Which I don't think we are. If we're not necessarily evil people, then 
That's probably not, not the option. Necessarily evil. Right. <laughs> evil adjacent. But like, by necessity, I'll be evil. That is not what we want to do. And in fact, we would want to potentially offer to help deal with the situation in Zadal. Um, if we were like trying to be as good as possible, then that's what we would want to do is be like, hey, how about you give us the coal and then we'll come and help you with the thing in Zadal. I would love to murder um, a fixer. That sounds fun. And then we go and we deal with the fixer and help all those people. The problem with that is that then we miss our deadline of <laughs> the hunt, but there's going to be another hunt. You know, if we miss this one. It's the end of the season, baby. Yeah, it's the last one for the season. Oh, Th there could be it's the last way. one for the season. There can be another way we, you know, get a jump on Iron Tusk, but it won't be through a hunt. But we could figure that out later if we want to try to, you know, solve this fixer situation and make some allies in Zadal. Um, Agnar, I'm leaving it up to you. Cards on the table. I'm telling you all this through a look. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You're, you're speaking very openly about whether or not you're going to kill these people in front of them. Yeah, that's true. I was. Still are. River, calm down, buddy. You're interrupting the flow. I'm, I'm getting a... <laughs> Which is not good audio, River. It is for my dog podcast. <laughs> the dog cast, if you will. Sue us, the dog cast, a show that almost certainly already exists. Are I'm, you Googling I'm it right now, Stephen? I'm absolutely Googling it. Tell us what you find. Dog cast radio. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Dogcast, if you contact us, you can get that audio for free. The, they should. Uh, we should do a one, a, a pet-related one-shot just for them and get them to come play. You know, maybe we should have a disadvantage episode where we play as the animal companions to <laughs> the PCs. What a fun idea, Joe! Well, there's there's a a show called Speak, a dogcast. And it's all about uh, animal behavior. Um, and one of the reviews is just like, every episode is filled with insightful tips and tricks to not only help your dogs, but also to learn more about them. You know, that sounds nice.